And welcome to That's Life, that where we're getting all of my shtick in in 30 minutes or less, if God is on my side. That's uh, it's going to be tough. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here in my new time slot right after Allison Josephs and right before Nachum's live lunch. I'm not sure, by the way. Hello, good morning, Avrami. We have to do our good mornings quick now because we have no time. Good morning, Miriam. Good How to are see you. you. <laughs> We're that guy, by the way, who who reads all of the uh, the, um, the the fine print at the bottom of a commercial. You know that guy? That's us now. Alrighty. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> anyway, I'm not sure, Rami, if it's going to be harder to follow Charlie or follow Allison. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing feedback from the listeners as to wh- which they think, who they think, is more difficult to follow. But and yes, from Nachum. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure I'll hear from Nachum. Yes. Uh, by the way, did you like Nachum's new intro that he uh, that he made for the show that we just played? The new yeah. bumper. I have been enjoying the bumpers. Yes. Yes, the bumper is great. He sounds so excited to see my to to say my voice. Doesn't <laughs> They're he? very positive. Oh my gosh, Miriam L. Wallach. It's so exciting. Anyway, coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side, I am here by uh, joined by Avrami. I am joined also by Danny Goldberg, who Danny is sitting here in the studio as. Uh, he is want to these days. We like having him aboard. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in and for finding me at 1030. And if you're a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, all one word. Miriam L. Wallach, all one word. All one word is trying to is what I'm trying to say. By the way, today is TV talk show host day. Yeah, I don't qualify for that. Neither does Nachum. But if we had to place our votes for our favorite TV talk show hosts, I'd have to say first I needed to watch one. But after that, I'm sure there are plenty of women in that category who could fill that slot. So uh, girl power today. And tomorrow, by the way, Avrami, is not only Wear It Pink Day in solidarity with uh, Breast Cancer Month, which is October, but also it's Food Day, which I think is a perfect segue into talking about the Shabbos Project. But um, I do think that that was totally coincidental. Shout out to everyone, by the way, who emailed me after my, that, my last That's Life which was on before the Chagim, when we discussed the, in- the issue of assigned seating on board El Al flights with Mayor Weingarten. We, we enjoyed that conversation a lot. Um, I did get a tremendous amount of feedback, and for the people who felt that basically I was um, over on Lush and Hara and um, that I was making things worse, I-, I want you to know that I honestly appreciate your feedback no matter what. Feedback from our listeners is always, always appreciated because it means that you are not only listening, but you're taking the time to let us know how you feel and whether or not I agree with you, it certainly doesn't matter. Whether or not we want to sit here and discuss the Delta flight from this week that happened the same situation. That's not the point. The point happened twice, Avrami? No, I'm saying, am I an accessory to what you do because I'm here? So, like, you do Lashon Hara, so then I'm an accessory to your Lashon Hara. Avrami, if, am I'm I going, roped it? if I'm going down, you're going down. <laughs> but either way, I just want to let our listeners know that every email is read and appreciated. So thank you very much. My first guest is actually already on the phone. And... Um, we could, we could make a joke about National Food Day being tomorrow, but Rabbi Yaakov Trump is the assistant rabbi of the young Israel Lawrence Cedarhurst near my home. He is spearheading the events in the five towns uh, surrounding the Shabbos project. And good morning, Rabbi Trump. Good morning, good morning, Miriam. Lovely to be here. Oh, it is, it's lovely to have you on because I did hear you have a very heavy uh, accent, and I love people with accents. So thank you for joining me. And on behalf of everyone in the five towns, thank you for all that we have going on this weekend because, frankly, it's incredibly exciting. It starts tonight, correct? It is starting tonight, yeah. Thank God there's a lot of people involved. But um, we're starting off tonight with a challah in the sands, Atlantic sands, which will be uh, 
sold out. We have over a thousand women who are going to be there this evening. Unbelievable. You know, when I first saw the flyer that there was a challah baking event at the Sands, I said, wow, somebody really thinks, you know, very highly of this, like everyone's just going to join in. But you've packed the house. Well, you know, a, a few weeks ago, we didn't necessarily know that. You know, this is uh, <laughs> the first time this is being done here. So we were, we were scared. But uh, at the time, we, when we, we actually maxed out at uh, 600 yesterday. And we were given the third room. So uh, we've uh, packed it to capacity. Wow. And this is going to be an event to remember. No, I, 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 trust me, if I didn't have a meeting tonight, I would certainly be there. If it, if it wasn't the challah baking alone, Aton Katz performing live certainly sweetens the deal. Uh, it'll be it'll be very special. It'll be special in every way to every person there from all walks of life. Really, the people coming in from the city, people from all the surrounding neighborhoods, people local, people not local. It's going to be very very emotional, very meaningful too. Uh, you know, it's it's funny, Rabbi. Looking at the flyer for the Shabbos project with everything going on this weekend, one of the things that I find most interesting is that for the first time that I can remember. Communities like Bayswater, Cedarhurst, Hewlett, Inwood, Lawrence, Long Beach, Northwood, Mir. I mean, we're all on the same flyer. And that, to me, speaks to that greater voice, that greater mission of what the Shabbos Project is trying to accomplish. Exactly, exactly. This is, this is a step in that direction, you know, because one of the things which struck me was that over the summer, when we are driving around, certainly in our neighborhood and around the world, there were banners all over, and there were bumper stickers, which all were talking about our boys. And I remember the incredible mm. sense of unity right. that we had. We had in our show a communal, um, as Kara, we had a memorial for the three boys and the situation in Israel. And there was a sense of everybody belonging to something greater, but unfortunately it was around tragedy. And what's incredible about this is that we're all unifying. There's a sense of going in the same direction, but it's about something positive. And... You know, as, as you can see on the fly, we have, you know, over 35 events over the five towns for Rockaways, the Rockaways community as well, and shoes of all different stripes and colors. Mm. And this is only just our area. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the Shabbos Project main office has had over 14 million visitors. Wow. And there's over a million people signed up over the world. So, like, if you can think about it, it's, this is just the microcosm of everybody walking in a common direction. And thank God it's about something positive. We're all walking together. I, I beautifully, beautifully put. Um, th- it then begs the question, though, what is it about Shabbos that has the potential to bring all of us together? I mean, it's not the least uh, or the, the lowest maintenance, <laughs> shall we say, of our obligations as Jews. I mean, if we were all looking to take on one thing to all move us together, why is it that we've chosen Shabbos? It's so interesting. It's, it's interesting to ask. Shabbos is actually the one thing the one cycle in our calendar which actually doesn't depend on anything going on in the stratosphere. You know, when we talk about months which are months, and we talk about years, lunar years and solar years, there's a certain cycle which everyone can relate to. You know, there's something which we can all say, oh, well, this is the moon moving, and that's the earth moving, and that's the sun moving. When it comes to Shabbos, the Torah simply says, Oti, that it is a sign. God says at the beginning of history, and I'm going to have a seven-day cycle, and this is going to be the cycle which all of history is going to look at and remember. And interestingly enough, throughout history, people try to change that. There were attempts made to increase the week to eight days. There were attempts in England a few centuries ago to, to curtail it down to five days. In the end of the day, unanimously, universally, it's always a seven-day week, and Shabbos is the capstone of that. And this, there's something very special about that 
mystically, Kabbalistically, and at the same time, it's something which this age-old tradition, this age-old halacha, is now coming to light, and people are becoming to appreciate that in society today, with our contemporary issues and our concerns and our advance in society, we're becoming more and more aware of how important Shabbos really is and what it can do, because it's universal. It, it means something to everybody on a halachic sense and also in a sense socially of what it, what it achieves in society for families. I think that one of the, one of the more inspiring or one of the eye-opening parts of the Shabbos Project, for me, as both a parent and a professional, somebody who works all day outside of the home, is that it brought back the spiritual in Shabbos as opposed to just a day off. And, and I, I imagine that while I may be ridiculed for this, I know that there are plenty of people who are in the same boat as I am. You know, candlelighting comes, benching comes, and there's a relief. There's a relief and there's a sigh and there's that deep breath you take in because you know you're getting, no matter what email you're getting, you're not checking it for 25 hours. And so that disconnect is just the relief. But let's take that to a different step, to a different level in, in this society that we live in that's so cynical and so overprogrammed and so hyper. Let's, let's stop for a second and say, yes, that is a part of Shabbos, but don't leave out the spiritual. Don't forget it. And even if it's one Shabbos, even if it's just this Shabbos, make it this Shabbos. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody relates to that. It's, Everybody who's working frenetically, and we all work extremely hard, especially the more, the more that our time is demanded, the more we have to work. We have extremely heavy weeks. And now we have, in, it's, in a certain sense, it's the embassy. It's the embassy in time where we have to ourselves to think about where we're going, what we're doing, to spend time with family. If we didn't have this, you know, um, uh, in our community, Mr. Ben Brofman, who's, a, uh, who's a, one of the highest regarded criminal litigators sure. who um, uh, presented a video for our website and for the Shabbos Project himself says that if on the kind of schedule that he works, if he didn't have Shabbos, there's no way he could have continued. The amount, mm-hmm. of, the amount of pressure that he has on a daily basis, if there wasn't a Shabbos, he wouldn't have been able to continue. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is for all of us in a certain respect. Is we have that time to ourselves. God gives it to us and to take advantage of. It's something which there's so much incredible value to. Rabbi Yaakov Trump, the assistant rabbi of the Young Israel Lawrence Cedarhurst, joins us here on That's Life on the Nachum Siegel Network as we discuss the numerous opportunities for participation in the Shabbos Project that are available in the five towns. And, of course, this is just a small indication of what's available if you go to the Shabbos Project and you look on their website and see what's available in your community as well. Rabbi Trump, what are you personally looking forward to? This is a long list of activities. What are you personally looking forward to the most? Um, this is, as you said, there's a really lot going on in this community. What I'm looking forward to is hearing more and more of the stories that emerge of how people were transformed about Shabbos. Because in a certain sense, everybody is taking a step forward in their Shabbos observance. You could have been keeping it from day one. You could have not experienced it yet. Everybody here is moving one step forward in advancing their experience of Shabbos to the Shabbos. And what's so exciting is to be able to hear the stories of those people as they talk about how their Shabbos is transformed. I remember seeing the videos of people talking about how they enjoyed that in South Africa, from where I, um, where I am from, um, about their transformed Shabbos. I'm looking forward to hearing those stories. Just to share with you one small story, which was shared with me by Yossi Schwartz, who's working with us together with NCS Wine Project in Spine. He said a very interesting, he mentioned a very interesting story. He said that, there was a particular girl from NCSY who had, he had invited to come to the North Woodmere um, hub, which is where, what he's working on. 
And um, this girl said that she's not going to be able to join him for Shabbos. And he knew this was a very inspired young lady. So he asked her, why is that? Why are you not going to be coming this Shabbos? And he, she said, well, you know, my parents have been very skeptical up till now about my observance and what I'm doing. But they decided that this Shabbos they wanted to try it out. So I'm staying at home to do it with them. And those kind of stories keep wow. emerging. Wow. That people are just taking it on themselves, and people are, are transforming their Shabbases. And they're, they're uncountable. We don't even know how much is going on. But slowly as those emerge, and the excitement that is palpable in the air as you walk through the streets here in every city in the world, you really realize there are two chalabakes in Paris just because there's not enough space. In South Africa right now, there's 5,000 ladies signed up for the chalabak this evening starting in just a few hours. Hmm. You cannot imagine the excitement around the world and the stories that emerge throughout excitement as we reinvigorate our experience of Shabbos from every different walk of life. Wow. Wow. You know what's interesting to me, Rabbi Trump, is, is that um, years ago when the Chabad of the five towns first moved into the community, there was, there was skepticism. Oh, we're the five towns. What do we need a Chabad for? You know, we're, we're not a remote part of Minnesota. Or, no offense to everyone in Minnesota. Um, there was, and so there was a skepticism. But now I cannot imagine the five towns without the Chabad. I cannot imagine what we would be like as a community without the Chabad. So to me, it's a little bit like looking at Shabbos the same way. Oh, the five towns or any other, pro, you know, major community, major Jewish community where there are so many shuls and so many minyanim and Baruch Hashem, so many dafyomis that you could go to one an hour. Like there's so many opportunities. Oh, you're telling me that our Shabbos isn't good enough, that we're not all doing it, that our, that our Shabbos is lacking. But look, we need that moment where we all look at our Shabbos or our communities and say, what are we missing? And if we're missing that spirituality, which is, of course, what Chabad has infused our community with, besides programs and opportunities for children and just excitement about Judaism, the Shabbos Project is doing just that except for Shabbos, something we've taken for granted, something we've just been doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so simple, yet it's so profound. That's the, that's the fascinating thing. If you were to mention it, people say, of course, but it's not enough cost. And that's what we're doing. And that's why it's beautiful to see everybody step up to the plate. And so many Rabbonim, and included, like you mentioned, our Wallowick and Rebbe and Khani Wallowick, among many of who are doing so many special things over this Shabbos to make it special for their membership, for those who are coming in to visit us, to really elevate this Shabbos. It's so exciting that everybody's taking this and taking it to the next step, like you said, because it can be much more special than it already is. Rabbi Yaakov Trump, the assistant rabbi of the youngest role, Lauren Cedarhurst, I thank you for joining me this morning. People can go to the Shabbos Project 5T, that's the number 5, 5TFR.com, to check out everything that's available in the five towns uh, starting this evening, going through Matzei Shabbat. I highly encourage everyone who has not already decided what they are doing to uh, infuse their Shabbos or be part of the Shabbos Project this weekend to find something, do something from the smallest to the largest. There is something for everyone. Rabbi Trump, thank you so much. And again, on behalf of the community, thank you for this effort. Thank you, Kanye. It's not me. It's many, many people working together to make this a reality. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And a returning guest, a familiar voice, a familiar name to this network, to this show, joins us this morning, Dr. Michael Salomon, the uh, the the person I turn to for my own mental health. And yes, doctor, that is all on you. You have that sole responsibility. Good luck with that. Oh, my God. I know. By the way, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to sleep tonight. If I didn't sleep last night, you're going to sleep tonight. <laughs> um, has an upcoming lecture on addiction and um, something that was is taking place in our community. And I, I don't I don't mean addiction. I do mean 
the um, the lecture, but it did obviously trigger the fact that there, our community is not isolated. Our community needs to speak about the vices that exist all over the world and ex- that exist in our community as well, and how with with addiction, um, it's something that affects both the Jewish community, the larger community, and something that actually needs to be spoken about. Absolutely. Um, it's an interesting problem that we, we talked about Ebola and, and all the fears that we have. Well, the bigger addiction, the bigger problem, according to the CDC, one of the biggest problems we have is, is uh, the crisis of heroin addiction, and mm-hmm. it occurs in our community, too. And if people think it doesn't, they're, they're sadly mistaken, and, and unfortunately it leads, leads to other problems, which is why I'm very happy that we're, we're doing this lecture. People are aware that, that we have this issue and it needs to be dealt with, and we're getting out there and we're doing it. The flyer that I received about the, about the event had the word addiction in bright red bold, and then it said, if you have children of any age, it is your responsibility to attend. Why is it that, as a parent, it's our responsibility to attend this lecture? Well, a couple of things. First, I think we set a terrible tone for our children uh, without even realizing it. Um, it's amazing how many people talk about what kind of liquor they have and how fancy their, their mm. bottles are and how right. much money they spent on it. And, and let's go somewhere to this friend's house because they just got this great new bottle of fill in the blank. Right. And, you know, we're giving a message to kids that's really very dangerous. Right. Uh, but in addition to that, our kids are exposed to things beyond, and we don't even know what, what those things are unless we get educated. Hmm. So, for example, I just took a cigarette lighter off a uh, 14-year-old young man last week uh, uh, from our community. The cigarette lighter looks like your standard Bic lighter, except that it's a copy. And if you look at the bottom, you pull the bottom out, um, there's an opening there, and I asked him, what do you keep in, in that little hole there? And he said, sometimes weed, sometimes coke, sometimes heroin. Depends. Oh, my word. Um, oh, my word. And, and he, I said, you use that stuff? And he said, yeah. Your parents know? <laughs> and he laughed at me, sure. Uh, my, my parents never know about anything. Um, and the only reason he was brought to me was because a teacher was smart enough to say that this is a bright kid who's doing poorly in school, and he's concerned. Wow. Um, Good That's for that teacher. Very good for that teacher. We don't see very many teachers who are that astute. Right. Um, hopefully we'll see more of them. Uh, and then there are other things that go, that go on. We see a lot of kids walking around with, with water bottles, especially on Simcoe storage. Oh, past. right, right. Yeah, guess what's in many of those water bottles? Vodka. Yep. Yep. Vodka. I... Or, you know, if it looks like tea, it's not tea. It's probably bourbon. The first time I heard about that trick, um, of putting vodka in Poland spring bottles. My first reaction, of course, because I'm a smart aleck, was, wow, I'm not that creative. But then, and Rami is looking at me and go, yeah, I would have said the same thing. But, um, but then to hear that there, there were kids who were not only filling these, these Poland spring bottles with vodka, but then planting these Poland spring bottles in hedges and in lawns and in like people's shrubbery on their front lawns before a yuntif, so they didn't have to walk out of their house with it, but like it looked like just another stray random bottle. Like that kind of premeditation, that kind of planning, that was that took the sickness to a whole new level. That took the addiction to a whole new level, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and, and it's happening, and our parents don't see it, and, and that's the problem. They don't want to see it. They don't want to believe it. I um, <laughs> They don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe. What happens, by the way, when you're the when you're the mental health professional? When you need to look at the parent and say it's been under your nose the whole time? 
what happens? It's, it's you know, sometimes it goes well, and sometimes it goes miserably. Um, there's an incident that goes back a few years now. Um, you know where my office is. Well, sure. Um, we were riding back from late, the late, I believe it was Saturday night. After, you know, it had to be a Shabbos after Shabbos. We're riding back from a friend's house late, um, riding by the office, and going in the opposite direction is this 15-year-old kid driving his father's convertible. It's the middle of winter, um, and there are six or seven kids hanging out of it, and I'm very concerned. Uh, so I didn't have the family's phone number on me, but we were near the office. I ran into the office, got the family's number, called the father, and the father yells at me, why are you waking me up? Oh. Um, so we get those kind of reactions like, right. don't bother me. I pay you to take care of the kid. Oh. Leave me alone. Right. <laughs> um, those are the families that drop their kids off and, and don't want to hear what's going on. Mm. Uh, and then we get those who are very concerned and do what they need to do and very very assertively take charge and you know, they do whatever we tell them has to be done. So it's hard to predict who's going to do what um, in advance, but, you know, after a while you get a feel for which parents are concerned and which parents are willing to do things and which parents say stupid things like, you know, he'll just outgrow it. Mm, well, gosh. Well, he or she will not just outgrow it, and right. I'm not seeing people in their 20s and 30s who've had these problems for 10 or 15 years, and, you know... Uh, how do you outgrow something so easily? You would be amazed by how many people in our community go to AA meetings or NA meetings. Right. What is the youngest patient that you've seen who you would diagnose as having an addiction problem? I've seen a sixth grader. <gasps> so we're talking about somebody who's about 11 years old. Oh, my gosh. As a mother of a sixth grader. Yeah. I am... Beyond, there are, there are. This is one of those moments as a radio show host where you don't want to lose your ability to speak. But I, I don't have any words. Well, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I, I've I've been told by colleagues that um, they've seen this um, more than I have. Um, people who do this full time, they've seen in, in in children that age pretty frequently, uh, unfortunately, and it's it's common. And it doesn't just exist in our community. I want to tell you about a study that was done in Israel, sure. which I'm going to highlight at my talk, um, to give more details. But the study was done in Israel in about, I think it was 2001. Um, and what they found was they were looking for, uh, to determine who's using drugs and to what degree and whether or not it was more prominent in one community or the other. And, and they broke it down and found that ultimately there was no difference between the Chiloni community hmm. and the Dati community. Rates of drug use were the same. The only difference, very simply, the, the ones who were in the Dati community tended to use what they called harder drugs. Hmm. Um, and, and they theorized that the reason was that these harder drugs cost more and the Dati community, for whatever reason, had those kids had more access to money to pay for the harder drugs. Got it. Got it. Got it. Wow. That is very, that is very interesting. That is very interesting. The, the, the lecture, addiction. Wow. <laughs> I have to make it my business to be there, but if not, I hope you'll be able to, uh, you and I will be able to schmooze, it, uh, schmooze about it afterwards. It'll take place this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Great Neck Synagogue, 26 Old Mill Road in Great Neck, New York. Again, we are, we are targeting addiction. We are trying to save our communities and uh, Dr. Michael Solomon is, gonna, is going to empower parents 
to make that happen. By the way, that I just I just put so much pressure on you in the last fifteen minutes. It's really unfair. <laughs> I know you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really unfair. And if you need any other motivation than to save your children to be at this event, refreshments will be served. That's it. Exactly. That's the end all and be all. Great Neck Synagogue, 26 Old Mill Road, this Sunday at 10 a.m., October 26th. Dr. Salomon is always, <coughs> excuse me, thank you for joining me. My pleasure. <coughs> thank you so much. You've been listening to That's Life here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Oh, excuse me. Something is in my throat. <clears throat> I do apologize for that. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day. So you know what? Not to miss. After that's life, live lunch is hosted by Malcolm Siegel. Starts in just a few minutes. Today at 1 p.m. It's the Sun Show, hosted by Mayor Fertig. Yeah, I'm watching the clock. Rami, you can bring it up in the background if you'd like to. Yeah, you hear that song, folks? I may lose my job for it, but I'm taking a chance. Yes, in light of the Shabbos project this weekend, I am going to play Journeys. It's time to say good job. It's before my boss does on Fridays as we are all accustomed to listening to. I do not want to del- I do not want to uh, speak at the same time. I wish everybody... Well, that's over then. I wish everybody a good Shabbos. Thanks for listening today, everybody. That's life. Bye, guys. Another week's gone by Become a memory So throw away your hammer There's nothing left to do Say good job is Cause all your work is done I'm gonna spend the day Together with the Holy One Say a special blessing On a cup that's filled with wine Man and his creator It's a very special sign your candles will be burning They'll fill your home with light Singing songs of Shabbos Well into the night So throw away your hammer There's nothing left to do Go on home and find a gift That's waiting there for you Oh Cause all your work is done Gonna spend the day together with the Holy One Say a special blessing on a cup that's filled with wine Man and his creator is a very special sign
time to say good Shabbos Cause all your work is done Gonna spend the day together with the Holy One Say a special blessing on a cup that's filled with wine